0: Um, We're starting just a tiny bit early um, and we're going to deal with a number of environmental consulting related things here because we are going to start a new certificate that we're going to do as a course um, for environmental consulting. And on the screen you see a whole bunch of pictures of a, a warehouse here, a manufacturing facility I'll talk more about what that is in just a minute and um, what that involves. But um, we're going to wait just a tiny bit, because we are a, t- a little early. Um, I think you all know that have been around this eat podcast, webinar series for any period of time, that um, I am a long time, my whole career, environmental consultant. And I've been very fortunate to have had the opportunity to work with some really, really great people through the years and have been able to form a number of companies that have had fairly good levels of success in the environmental consulting area. And I'm now at the point in my career where rather than just going out and forming another one, that is a lot like the others, and the others that I formed were, are all ones that are very um, similar in terms of the way they operate. They all have what you call brick and mortar presences. They all have offices in which people come to work every day and and, uh, they have projects that they're working on. Maybe they go out into the field and they work on those projects. And and if they're in the office, they're doing paperwork, various different kinds of things, phone calls. Um, You can do a lot of things online now that are related to those projects and they have meetings at the offices. But the reality is now, post-pandemic, I think it's been pretty well proven that offices are not needed in the way they used to be and that everything that you do as a consultant, as a part of a team, where it's not just you, it's you and a number of other people, you don't have to have an office you can have your homes or um, other facilities that are just for many, many different kinds of people that can operate as an office. And I'm gonna pull up another screen here. We'll come back to this one. Let me do a search and show you an example of a site called Desk Chair um, that is, private operation i'm doing a search i don't remember it's it's a uh, website here it is that is a co-working space and i'm going to its website so here's the website for desk chair and um, it's got a number of different screens that going through here, uh, I don't really want this video to play, so I'll turn it off here at somewhere, well, let's let this play, somehow I'll turn this off, get an example of something I very much dislike, which is in a website that just automatically starts auto-playing music or videos that you you can't turn off. I, mean, I absolutely mark were you seeing how I could turn that stupid thing off? I didn't know how to turn that off. So all of a sudden I get music playing that I don't want. All I want to do is look at your website. I don't want to hear your stupid music. I want to have the choice to turn your music on. So desk chair is a co-working space where there are memberships that you can have and it's for businesses for small businesses and it can be even for larger businesses or single persons working as part of larger teams and the desk chair experience is uh, very inexpensive so you can have a office at desk chair for as little as $50 a month, and you can come in there and you can you can have meetings, you can um, set up your computer, uh, you can get a dedicated desk for a little more than, 50, than that $50 a month. There's a, a cafe there, um, there is an unbelievably good internet, and um, there's meeting rooms for up to 100 people even but lots of smaller conference rooms that you can meet in. To me, that's the future. Um, That's what we're gonna see more and more of rather than dedicated office spaces for service-related businesses, of which consulting is. So I hope to end my career now building a consulting business that will be um, that type, where there aren't brick-and-mortar costs associated that are significant in any way. Um, so, Mark, would you would you pull up? I'm going to have you, a little bit later here, pull up. Well, I'll do it here. Environmental Professionals Network. Yeah.
1: I'll
0: get it. I'll pull it up. So this is a website that we've had for many, many years. Um, primarily to this point, it's been a blog site. It's got some excellent blogs. I'll show you just a couple examples here. There's a uh, one that's a couple weeks old, but about how to revamp your um, your AC system. So the all really helpful in terms of giving you information that you could you could use and that's meaningful for you. And most of them, in the last seven years, have got a call to action in them that takes you to joining the community, which is our community that you guys are all a part of. And um, I'm going to pull up again. Um, is it epncommunity.com mark that is the kajabi site for epn i think it is
1: yes community.com.
0: yeah here we go so this is actually a kajabi site and it is one that is uh that, that is a marketing site and it talks about Everything I just mentioned about what environmental consulting is involving. And then what it doesn't say is that it operates as a virtual company. And you can get memberships for as little as free. Um, you can have an associate membership, that gives you some other benefits. You can have student membership. You can have a lifetime advisor membership. You can have a service membership or a support membership, all of which would give you different kinds of benefits, and the intent is we'll be able to, through EPN, to form teams to get same kinds of projects done in as good or better manner than some of the largest environmental firms in the world. And I will show you the website for one of those. There's a lot of ATCs, put in another word here. There it is, ATC group, there's the LinkedIn page. Now, it's interesting here. Uh, and I, wow, I'm not sure what is their website now. Let's try this one. Now. This is the firm that I formed back a number of years ago, which now appears to maybe be called Patlus. Mm. ATC. 40 years. Yeah, that's the same ATC. So this firm that's described here at ATC and so on is a company that I founded back in, it says 1982, but it was actually 1978. And it was called Aurora at that time. We changed the name to ATC in 1982, and we went public at that point. And as you can see, And at the time that this was published in 2019, that the ATC group um, merged with this company Atlas, and and it had 100 locations, ATC did, um, all throughout the country. uh, this maybe ATCGS is maybe there. Let's see if that's their website. If that's still out there. ATC Group Services. That doesn't. A-T-C-G-S dot com. Let's try that one. Oh, that, yeah, it takes you to Atlas, which is where we just were. Let's just look and see if there's some people about leadership. You've heard me talk about this company before. Whoa, this guy signs his name worse than me, Mark. Look at that guy's signature. Look at this squiggle, squiggle, squiggle. Um, I was looking to see if one guy here will be here, which is Don Beck. Don Beck was my fifth employer, employee at ATC and I believe he's still there unless he finally retired, uh, which he may have. But this is an example of an environmental firm that we would compete with at EPN and kick the crap out of price-wise because we don't have all these offices, these guys have. And having all these offices means that they have to increase their prop, prop, their prices, sometimes as much as 50 to 75% over what we're going to be able to charge um, as teams through EPN. The only guy's name I've heard up there, I think I've heard of this guy. I'm not sure what he did prior. But we're going to go to another site here, and we're going to look up. Um, Mark, what's the name of the site again? I'm forgetting it. My brain's going dead. Hey, everybody out in the audience, I haven't said hi to you guys tonight. Um, that The Wayback Machine. Um, I think that's just what it's called, Wayback Machine Archive. If you guys haven't used this, you should really check it out. Um, I'm gonna just check TC Environmental. It will show you websites from way back in time. We've looked at these before. So there's ATC Associates, atcassociates.com. ATC Environmental Services. That's a tree service. Um, Let's try that. I don't think this is going to get us there. taking us to ATC Group Services, which is where we went before. That there's, this is done when they were going to be, when they were becoming Atlas. Let's just look at, there's, that was our logo, ATC, same sort of brand. Yeah. I used to have a video that is going to show some of the history, which includes the history that involves my founding of it. Um, people, the history? Let's try that. Founded in 1982, 1900 employees. Testimonial. Again, talking about when it was founded. I look back and really see if we can go way back. Our laboratory was called Analytica. And I doubt if that's gonna be the right one. To actually think way back, does not go quite far enough back. Doesn't go back into that when really the internet was brand new. But again, the problem with a lot of these big companies is that they have about a third of their costs for their offices infrastructure and you don't need that in today's world you can use something like a desk chair something else like that and not have to have offices so that's the whole concept of VPN and we're going to really start to work to build VPN this is taking forever um, show one other thing here by the way any questions or comments mark from anybody just bring them up to me
1: Put in something else here. Someone in the audience who hasn't been here for a long time. I can so barely I probably... hear you, Mark. Mark I
0: can barely hear you. Okay. Uh, now you're now you're
1: fine. Okay. All right. So I don't see any questions yet, but I see someone in the audience who hasn't been on for a long time. So just a shout out to Robert Hayes
0: Yeah, hi Robert. Good to see you, man. Good to have you here. Now, this is a website again, way back. Look at this. It goes back to June. Um, it's going to go show us the date's up here. We're not getting, we're not quite there yet. It's working still. and it'll show us what all all the captures were all the way back. Let's look back in 2002.
1: Should show us a uh,
0: snapshot of the page for what the website looked like then. And it's not doing it. Come on. There we go. Cherokee Investment Partners, Denver, Colorado, Raleigh. It's not showing. Let's go up in time a little bit more. Oh, people. These are all people that worked for me. We're going to put in a different name here. CERN is Cherokee Environmental Risk Management. And that doesn't look like it's getting us anywhere. Getting this thing here. Oh, I know.
1: So I was just showing you how this Wayback
0: Machine works and we're not having a lot of luck finding what we want. So this is a different, CIS is what I hope would come up it's not. So let's try IRG. IRGCO was the predecessor excuse me that the I it's still showing CAS the follow-up company to Cherokee Environmental Risk Management, which I founded out of both of these companies. And let me see what it looked like for a website. And there it is in 2000. And that was our logo. So that's Environmental International Risk Group. Oh, there's my name. And this was our partner group. There were eight of us at the time. And we did a lot of the kinds of things that we talk about all the time. We assumed liability. We bought environmentally contaminated properties. And we did a number of things. I'm gonna go back. Say two thousand three. See if this changes any. Well, this is The risk assumption again. There's deals that we did. You've heard me talk about a number of these. Textile industry.
1: So here was a new kind of environmental
0: policy that we started to use. We created it, political risk. So it would insure you from a political situation causing your company to end up with huge environmental problems. Again, all of this is tough to do today without having incredibly high prices because um, of all the brick and mortar. So. We are going to be forming the EPN entity that you can become a member of. I'm just going to look at one membership here, associate membership. And here's bullet points about it, which I've already mentioned. You can now be on teams that can beat the big boys for lower costs for the client and more profit for you. You can profit from the recruitment of other members at all levels in other words you don't have to do the recruitment the entity will do the recruitment you will share in the annual profits of the network you have access to professional liability insurance which typically you wouldn't be able to afford and we'll buy it as an entity and we can afford it um, you'll have the ability to compete with larger firms by networking because you're gonna be able to have higher and better service for less price. There'll be no hindrance to any of your current business activities. You can continue to do the things that you're doing without ever teaming with anybody else or you can choose to team. So I'm not gonna read through all these, but look at all these different areas that you can be getting value in. So I started out with some pictures and i go back to it. These are pictures of a site that used to be owned by a company called Libby Glass in Shreveport, Louisiana. This is a very large site where they would make cups and saucers and glass and, and um, bowls and, all kinds of glass products. They they sold them under the Libby name and they sold them under a number of other names. I was riding around, so you can see the front of this in a golf cart that had um, a uh, bar on the front of it where you could hang extension cords. So that's what you're seeing there. Uh, this was the the these pictures are in the order in which I was driving around this facility. And this is um, in their main manufacturing area where they would make a, all these different kinds of glass this is also in that area i'm going to point out where there are some potential environmental problems and where there aren't this is a wood block floor right here this is concrete this is wood block very often they would use these old wood block floors in buildings of this vintage and this building was built in the 1960s early 1960s and wood block floors would be treated blocks of wood that would be easily installed cheaper than concrete but just as as um strong and a lot of times they have environmental problems so that's just one issue there No issues in this picture as I'm starting to drive through it. No no issues there. Uh, No issues in this photo. This is actually in the main warehouse, which is all these buildings were attached to each other, but these are pallets of glassware that are just left here and the new buyer, which is gonna be our company, We'll actually own these and then we'll have glassware to be able to sell. Well, you question and say, why would they leave those? Well, it happens a lot, in these closures. So look at all these pallets. Those are all glassware. That's glassware. That's glassware. All this back here. There's a whole bunch more there. There's a bunch there. Then I drove closer to some and I took pictures up close. That's all brand new, packaged, shrink-wrapped glassware here also. So this is now leaving that these were portable pallets that could be used to move this glassware out as it went onto trucks. No environmental issues here by the way. Here is where we start to get into environmental issues. These are huge old lead acid batteries filled with toxic material, liquids lead acid, hydro, uh, excuse me, sulfuric acid, that if it leaks, basically could burn you. And you can see these are not protected in any way. This is not appropriate from an environmental storage perspective. Here's just a different view of them. They've, they have leaked a little. That's why you see this sort of white color as well as oil stains. This is an example of the way oil should be stored. This is called secondary containment, underneath this barrel, which is where they were putting waste oil. If This barrel would leak or there'd be a spill. The oil would go into this container here, which would not allow it to get onto the floor. Unfortunately, they've got barrels all over the rest of this facility that don't have secondary containment, just like these don't have. These should be enclosed in another structure like this barrel is, this just shows that barrel from a different angle. Actually, that's not true. That's a different barrel, but still it does have secondary containment. But here's a barrel that doesn't have secondary containment. That's just a dolly underneath it to be able to allow it to move around. And this one, if it leaked or if somebody spilled out of it, there'd be oil all over the floor this is an oily floor surface here this is a potential environmental problem. here's a huge environmental problem that is oily liquid in this big concrete tank again with no secondary containment around it. there should never be that kind of a circumstance here are barrels one two three four of them uh, next to this oily liquid that are also a problem there is a tote that is pretty much empty, but there is a little liquid in the bottom of it, and it should never be stored like this, so it should be secondary containment underneath it. This is a basement underneath uh, the manufacturing floor, which is up above it. Also, oil all over the floor. Places. This is a, a rag that, when you look at it closely, could very likely be asbestos-containing materials. Um, This is inside what's called a LEER, L-E-E-R, oven. This is an insulation material, which I took a sample of right here. And it turns out that it looks like it could have been asbestos, but we have had it analyzed and it's not asbestos. These are the actual glass creating ovens and they're three stories tall about 25 feet by 45 feet in height by 40 feet long and that is asbestos containing insulation that's on the outside there are five of these two of them have this insulation the other three don't the other three are clean this is outdoors this is where they would store the different ingredients that are put together to make glass. Showing these containers from the opposite side, this is on the other opposite side of it. This is that bridge that goes across that you see in both pictures. This is piping, which there is insulation all around it. Elbows here and the T's here have very suspicious looking material, very likely could be asbestos. The flat, the, the straight runs in between the elbows and the T's have fiberglass, but not the joints. And that's pretty common. This is a maintenance building, um, no issues there. These are the wastewater treatment ponds. This is clean water in here. And we know it because that's duckweed growing on the surface. And you've heard me give talks about duckweed. Duckweed, if it's growing in a water source, indicates that the water is very clean. These are the railroad tracks that used to go into the site. Here here they are over here also. Um, This is those towers that we saw in our previous picture from the opposite side, Um, just showing that This is where material would come in by rail and get put into these towers for storage. Not sure what that is. It looks like it was previously a foundation for a building. No no environmental issues there. This is the fence that's on the outside border of the property. There's an interstate right up above it, right up here. This is glass fragments that were on the ground. Not an environmental issue, but a safety issue road that goes around the manufacturing building. This is just showing the fence that you see. So that's this fence right here. And then this is the other property line where there's a large open field down here at the end. That's showing the big open field of these photos. This is that warehouse building that you saw where the glassware was in. These are loading docks. So this is where the finished glass goblets, cups, and saucers, and bowls would go on to the trucks, and the trucks would be shipping it out to the customers of Libby. These are the furnaces that go down to those furnace, that they, so excuse me, where the word exhaust from the furnace themselves are. This is some weird looking stuff on the floor, potentially problematic. They actually had a retail store at this facility. This is inside it. These were grocery carts that people could have. Um, this is about the same size as a major supermarket would be. We're interested in it because this could be pickleball courts uh, here inside this. No environmental issues here. This is in the break room for the facility. And then this is the last of the pictures. These are. Um, Around the outside, that's that warehouse building. That's the manufacturing building. Uh, I think I missed the photo. There's one in here of the office. Oh, right there. That's the office um, right next to the, the water tower. And that's where they would store drinking water. Shreveport is 100 feet elevation, something like that. It's not that far from the ocean. And the uh, Mississippi River goes right through it. So this is adjacent to the Mississippi River. So now we're going to show you. We're going to go back a little bit in time. And I'll show you another facility. So let's go and just do the whole That's a very cool sunset picture if I blew that up. This is of the Department of Transportation site in Idaho. And these two images here, this is a site that we're looking to potentially purchase. This is a parking area, it's um, alongside it. This is actually a place I used to live. Um, This photo is of a ditch that's next to it. This is a really beautiful, old street, downtown Boise. This is interesting because there's a flagpole up there on this hillside. Look on that photo, see if it'll come up. There we go. That is maybe the biggest American flag I've ever seen. And that's fully outstretched. This is probably 60 feet this way, 40 feet this way. These are very steep hills, and they mow them down like they're a golf course. This was, and it's been torn down now, but it used to be that Jack Simplot's house was up here at the top. He is a billionaire that, when he was alive, he's dead now, that made his money selling French fries. He had a little number of farms, uh, potato farms all over the state of Idaho, and his One of his big customers was this little company called McDonald's, and he would sell to them. Um, I took several pictures of his place just because um, it's such a cool circumstance. Here is an office building that I used to own in Boise, and it originally was one company and I turned it into, in 1985, a co-working facility, just like you saw. So we were a little bit ahead of our time. And my partner and I um, turned all of these offices into shared office space. And it became um, used by any number of different places almost 40 years ago. And this is where was the car I rented. I love this thing, by the way. This is a, a, a Ford Expedition. Not often that I really like a rental car. And most of them I just put up with, but this one was really nice. I really enjoyed this. So this is a site that we're looking to buy. <laughs> <laughs> <It's Gordon>. <laughs> but this is looking at Canyon Creek. You've heard me talk about this site in Idaho. We're going to hopefully be having building sites along this rim, right over along here, and on this rim where I'm standing, where people can put green homes, and they'll have the ability to get them the, the building sites for as little as $50,000, and then they can put a, Innovative green home on it and be in a green community. So that sagebrush, these are Russian olives down here, but this is a year round trout stream flowing through the property. I want to go the other way, I believe. Oh, I was calling the right way. <laughs> These are videos. I don't know whether this one's a video. But nice. yeah. I'll just let me talk. So there's a couple of these sites.
1: Really Damn, right the
0: these are all potential home sites. So how would you like to have a house up here with those views? Now. This is Again, these are views of that of that beautiful stream which you could go and fish on. There's the stream little really close. It's about two yards ac- across. It's probably 12 feet or so. No, three yards. I'm sorry, not two. It's a bridge that goes across it. Property is on both sides of the stream, so we're all at peace. But there's more across. It's an old building that got torn down. Took a bunch of videos. Any of the small ones are videos. This is down where it gets the. the there's less grade up to the sides of the, the hills by the stream. This is where we would put in a very large pond. This is where the pond would go. This is the pond would be down here and we'd have several more potential ponds up this way. This is the current landowner's house, southwest style. This is back to my property about three weeks no, two weeks ago. Um, I took it because it's really never this green in July. This is my house. I'm doing this top from right there inside that window. This is our very unusual male alpaca building that we built out of two garages put together. Talked about this. So looking back to some of our shipping container buildings, two of them there. We have staff that live in that unit, that unit, that's an office. This is our lunchroom break room and this is our quarry up above here. This is about 700 feet elevation from up there to where I'm standing down here. A lot steeper, a lot closer than this picture looks. This is people, it looks like it's going to be playing baseball or something, but it's not. This is people doing work with their dogs. This is out at the bottom of that valley. This is biggest pond down here, and this is that going up to the uh, ridge that we saw in the other video, the other picture, excuse me. This is a cool book that I found, The Field Guides to Dumb Birds of North America. That's a joke. It's actually a great field guide so that you can identify birds. And this is another really cool one, Experts Speak, expanded and updated the definitive compendium of authoritative and misinformation. Uh, it's a great time. And this is of the South Dakota X Point site. Um, some of the bunkers that are used for some various uses. This is one that I cattle had gotten into. Got... And that one was a video. Let's just show you where, again, how much manure the herd of cattle. Remember, this is 80 feet long, 80 feet this way. 27 feet this way, 13 feet tall. This is where power comes in. This is a a setup that they use to power wash inside these bunkers when they're cleaning them out. A shipping container converted into an office and serving area. Picnic tables, this is where we had a group gathering on the 4th of July. Just different angles. This is the burn building for the, this is where you would put your trash. Obviously some people have not put it inside, they've left it outside. There's inside. This is a very nicely done front portion. This is of a video, so I'm going to stop it here. So, Mark, any questions, comments?
1: Uh, Yes, I think one question. A uh, couple of questions from Alicia. So she says, uh, bias and lies are hope for the future. So That's her first question. What? I, I,
0: that wasn't a question. I didn't, I didn't hear a question there.
1: Uh, maybe a comment. So it's bias and lies are hope for the future. I don't know what that
0: means. Fires uh, and lies are hopes for the future? I hope that neither one of those are hopes for the future so anyway go
1: ahead okay and then uh, she says ai understands data but only leaders understand humans any thoughts
0: oh definitely yeah ai is just a tool it's just a way to use to to gain certain types of benefits. And one of those is to help you write, it it probably can write better than most people can. It doesn't mean that that you still don't have to have people to be involved with the writing process, because it it makes a lot of misstatements, it it lies. Uh, So you have to know what it's using, that's a lie. By the way, this is a pre, this is a Hummer, military Hummer. And it is it doesn't have any electronics that would be affected by EMP, so it would still run after some kind of an EMP occur. Any other questions, Mark?
1: She has uh, she has some information on climate change, some uh, useful links in there, but I don't see any questions. Okay.
0: Well, we always appreciate that. That's sitting in the back of that hummer that we were showing pictures of earlier. This is at the X-Point facility. That's looking at the Black Hills up there in the distance. This is the number of the bunkers down here. This is a high point. It's about 600 feet higher than down below. Beautiful prairie land that these there's just some weeds here but mostly this is native grass all over this area there that just for as far as you can see is native grass there there's a better picture of it it's also a good picture No, oh, there's even even better yet all this, this, this pressing weeds is I think it's area for a pond. I'm going to let this just go for a little bit. These are my dogs. This is Maya, right here in the foreground, right right there. This is a gray area looking. So, our unit is it is. back this way somewhere. Right here. Maybe I'm just missing the view of it. Right, right, there, there. right there that's the unit that we're going to be yeah, redeveloping and this is a pond that we can put in here this is looking down into the okay, just finish that Okay. That's the high area that you saw earlier up above. It almost looks like a bunker, but it's not. It's just the high ground. This is a golf course. It's right near um the this X-Point community. It's an old clubhouse. Not very well maintained, but it is maintained. That's my truck up there. These are some weird mushrooms that I saw. I didn't I didn't classify. There's another view of that clubhouse. Some different kinds of brush that I'm going to try to identify. This is the fencing that's on the edge of this facility there. Here's all these bunkers here. And I think we're very close to that area we were looking at before that stream is going right down through here. This is a place that I think I could do some retrieving (laughs) from. This is a quote from that one. Amazing. I can't get 20 different sets of landmarks through this train. Looking back, beautiful sunset. This was when we were taking the load there. This is an old utility box. It's our six wheeler that we're taking up there of other supplies. Or we have a problem with this coupler. There's a crack right here. So we're I just bought, and it should have been delivered today, some JB Weld. To put on there. Right there is the crack. It's right along the top here. out the driveway to our current house, which is right back this way. And I am in the office right there. This is now looking just a little different angle. Another angle. We call this a three-wheeler. This is a weed eater that's wheeled. And uh, a pump for water in our dog truck. And here's this map of that Canyon Creek that we were looking at earlier. And I had. all of this. Well, I have right before the top of the hour this is a, a paper map of the property. So this is all the property right through here, and then there's more of it right up here. This is another person's property. Here's that chunk that's broken out that's another person's property. I don't think I need those pictures. Anyway, I think it's a good time to Call it for the day. Let's see if there's any questions first. Any other questions or comments, Mark?
1: No, uh, no, uh, I don't see any other uh, questions. Just uh-huh. uh, uh, hold on. There's one. AI is our future. So that's a final take uh, from Alicia. Uh, any thoughts on that?
0: Any thoughts on what now? I apologize. Uh,
1: AI is our future. Any thoughts?
0: Well, AI is going to be in our future, I believe. Yes. Is right. it, how is it going to affect us? That I don't think we know. I think it's in our hands. By uh, this is our dog, Red. And oh. he's ret- we, <laughs> a weeks.
1: Is that the new puppy you got? Or no, I, I don't no. know.
0: No, he's at him for a while. Okay. And this is what what our setup looks like when we're getting ready to field trial and train. So, four-wheeler that we use, tent that we get out of the sun in. All right, I think that's a good place to stop for the day, showing a picture of red. Appreciate you guys, love this eat community. Have a good rest of the day. Mark, why don't you take us out? Hey, everybody. I bet you enjoyed that immensely. That was one of our most amazing presentations here at the Eat Community. Please look forward to our next podcast in the very near future, and we look forward to seeing you again on
1: the Eat Community Podcast.